Patriots, it is Wednesday, better known as Hump Day in the United States Marine Corps. We would grab our packs, grab our Cadillacs, and we would go down the road a piece. We're going to talk about the enemy again today. Matter of fact, we're not going to stop talking about the enemy, and that is Marxism and Communism. We're also going to have the Bonehead Award. Don't miss this one. It's good. I am the Gunny, and this is the Patriot Cause. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Alrighty, you're going to need to be a little bit of what we call Semper Gumby today, which means a little bit flexible on your ideas and what you think about, because I'm going to tell you the truth. And that truth hurts as usual. What happens if the Olympic torch was to burn out? If you're watching the Olympics and all of a sudden the torch burns out, oh no, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? The Liberty Torch never stops burning. However, it does get dim in the times of tyranny. Our torch gets dim regularly as long as we let Marxism and communism continue to grow in your neighborhood. Yes, in your neighborhood. Doesn't matter what state, doesn't matter what county you live in. It's there, it's growing, it is a cancer that's infecting the American way of life. So we can continue to talk about it, how bad America is, or we can get to doing something. How far has talking about it around your little fireplace changed the track of Marxism? It hasn't. You're just talking about it. So if you don't get off the couch, there will be no couch for you to sit on. As you're sitting on that couch that someday you may not have, Put down your bonbons for a minute and open up your ears. Close your eyes and listen very carefully because we're going to present to you Marxism in six minutes. Six minutes you're going to understand the truth. Dr. Jordan Peterson of Canada, which many people are very familiar with this awesome individual, he is going to help us out and help us to get into our hearts and souls and minds what exactly is Marxism and communism. Dr. Peterson presents to us why Marxism is so attractive in America today. Why is it, do you think that, uh, oh, here we go, that Marxism is such a rooted ideology compared to things like classical liberalism or all of these other ideologies that we see? Like, this thing's been around since the mid 1800s and it's taken over almost everything, especially college campuses. Why do you think that is? Well, that's a good question. I mean, Thanks. I think the, 
the first communists, let's say, the Russians, let's say, for the sake of argument, they were much less reprehensible philosophically than today's Marxists. And the reason for that was, well, they had a utopian vision, and not that that's necessarily a good thing, but they didn't necessarily know that it was a bad thing, right? And so, and the old aristocratic European structure was crumbling, and there'd been a terrible war, and, you know, the czarist regime was, well, compared to the communist regime, it was heaven on earth, but, you know, it had its problems. And so, there, and as, even as Nietzsche said, you know, that, that communism would be worth it as an experiment, but he also said, and this was in Will to Power, that hundreds of millions of people would die as a consequence, which is one of the most remarkable prophecies, I think, that have ever been uttered by anyone ever. Okay, so it's attractive, it's utopian, but then there's the dark side of it, right, which means everyone who has more than you got it by stealing it from you. And that it really appeals to the Cain-like element of the human spirit, right? Everyone who has more than me got it in a manner that was corrupt, and that justifies not only my envy, but my actions to, to level the field, so to speak, you know? And, and to look virtuous while doing it. And so there's, there's a tremendous philosophy of resentment that I think is driven now also by a, a, a very pathological anti-human ethos that, that you also see at the base of, of much of the environmentalist movement. Like, it's not like we're not doing some stupid things to the planet, like what we're doing to the oceans, for example, is reprehensible beyond comprehension. But, you know, I've heard environmentalists state quite straightforwardly that human beings are a cancer on the planet. It's like, if someone says that to you, you know, you should move away from that person very, very quickly, because that statement is genocidal in its, in its spiritual ori origin. And so I think there's a, there's, a, there's a whole cluster of unexamined motives of resentment that primarily drive the, the resurgence of the Marxism. But it's also a consequence of the poor, the, the biased education that, 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 that our, our children receive. You know, they know a bit about the Second World War and about the Nazis, but they don't know anything about what happened in the Soviet Union and China. Like often in universities, and I teach a personality course, it's like that's not where you should be learning about the six million Ukrainians who died of starvation in the 1930s, but most of my students have never heard of any of that. It's like, what the hell? We fought a whole Cold War about that. We damn near annihilated the planet because of it. And all of a sudden it's, well, it's an inconvenient for the neo-Marxists to notice that, that the regimes of, of Stalin and Mao were brutal beyond comprehension. So how about if we don't talk about it, you know? So there's lots of corruption that's driving this, but a huge part of it is resentment. And like, I think the worst emotions are resentment, the worst actions are resentment, Deceit and arrogance and you get those three working together boy. You got a force that you better be careful with Do you think it's dying off? Or What's going that? away? Do you think Marxism is dying off or going away at all or do you think it's getting stronger? I think that what's happened is that it's it's transmutated into this postmodernism and identity politics Which was really really devious really devious um, and that was a consequence of the French intellectuals mostly uh, Derrida and Foucault, um, but, but it's not going away. What's happened instead is that 
It's taken a new strategic tack and it's one that no one really envisioned. What it's doing is taking over the administration of mid-level bureaucracies everywhere. So it's not so much a threat at the highest level of political organization, but that isn't necessarily where much of the, the power over individuals resides. It resides in these smaller political uh, structures, sub-political structures, like, like school boards, for example, or, or in Canada right now, our law society in Ontario has made it mandatory for lawyers to produce a statement of principles that they provide a template for. They tell you what your damn statement of principles should be. And they're basically equity, diversity, and inclusivity statements. And if you don't write out your statement of principles, declaiming de de your agreement with these uh, principles and simultaneously essentially admitting that you're a racist, then you don't get your license. So we're fighting a big war about that right now in Ontario. We might even win. It looks like we might win, you never know. But, but and it's also partly because ordinary people are too complacent about the mid-level bureaucrats who rule over them. You know, We're willing to allow those relatively small positions of power to be taken over by groups that are very good at doing that sort of thing. And, we need to wake up to that because it's seriously not good. And it's very difficult to fight back against, so. Patriots, um, I wish I could do a podcast, talk about all the funny things that we say in the military and tell jokes about this and that, but this is just absolutely floors me, especially as a veteran that has sworn to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. This is the domestic enemy. Some of the key points that Dr. Peterson is talking about applies to every single patriot in this country. Bias education, that's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with the U.S. government education system and those things. We're talking about right here where we live, the bias education that's infiltrating us. And he also mentioned, which is very, very shocking to me to understand this, corruption, government corruption is not the problem. It's not the major problem that we're talking about. We're talking about individuals in this country, the greatest country that ever existed on the planet in history. Three words, resentment, deceit, and arrogance. Tell me, are any of you out there that cannot see that? Resentment for what? The greatest country you can do and be whatever you want to be here. Resentment of what? Deceit? Your job is to deceive everybody to get your narrative and to get your Marxism into our country. That's exactly what you're doing. Arrogance. Again, arrogance can, can explain lots of things in life. But the one thing that arrogance explains is selfishness. It's all about me. And as a Bible-believing Christian, I do not believe this world is about me. And we have got to stop this arrogance that is existing today. And he also talks about a small political structure that is tearing it down. Small political structures, local, state, 
local, and state. So explain to me, why can a government, specifically a state government, dictate to me to put a face diaper on that isn't helping anyone and everybody just listens to it and just falls for the deceit and everything that's going on because they're being driven. They're being driven by this bias education, what they're taught. It's really that simple. Ordinary people, us, we, us, including me, we have become complacent, complacent to the great liberties and everything that we have and have ignored for years what has gone on right underneath our nose in our own school boards, in our own states, with our own governors, with our own legislators, all of them is causing this and we need for it to stop. So with that said, we're gonna go ahead and run right into the Bonehead Award from today. And of course it goes right in line with what we're talking about here. I spent five months in Somalia and during that time frame, I went to different areas of that country. And what I've seen there is absolutely atrocious. You could take the worst places. I'm talking about the worst ghettos in America, and it doesn't even compare, doesn't even come close to what it's like in Somalia. And we have a representative, a government federal representative in the House of Representatives that came from that country, from that country, and she has the actual gall to say this. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. Absolute bonehead. Bottom line, complete, total bonehead, nothing in between the ears. Okay, so let's just talk about the statistics of Somalia the statistics of Somalia. You can go to theheritage.org. I have a link in the show notes that you can get this from. It talks about the statistics, specifically the 2020 Index of Economic Freedom in the countries. And you can search and find out. And I will tell you up front, Somalia has a score of NA. NA. And here's why. Somalia is not graded in the 2020 index because of the continuing unavailable of relevant comparative statistics on all faucets of the economy. Although Somalia lacks effective national governance because of ongoing violence and political unrest, sounds familiar, its largely informal economy is able to function through remittance, money transfer companies, and telecompanies. The central government controls only part of the country and formal economic activity is largely restricted to urban areas, such as the Mogadishu and the few capital regions. Mobility in Somalia is extremely fragile because of fierce clan-based rivalries within the political elite and the continuing influence of Islamic insurgents. The lack of central authority makes the rule of law inconsistent and fragmented with different militias, authorities, and tribes applying very legal frameworks. 
traditional Islamic jurisprudence, Sharia law, has become entrenched. Levels of corruption remain high, and the lack of transparency and formal bookkeeping makes government revenues vulnerable to embezzlement. I have five grandchildren, and if you think for a second, as a great American patriot, that I'm gonna sit around and listen to this crap, and listen to these people tear down what millions of America has built up as the greatest country in the world, well, got another thing coming. We need to get off the couch and do something about this. Go back and listen to episode two. We put together a plan of exactly how we can influence and make a change in this country. And you can go, but I want to mention a couple of them. One of them is Convention of States. Convention of States is developing grassroots organizations and self-governance to infiltrate, if that's the word you want to use, to get back into, again, this local and state bureaucracy and try to do something to get the states together and help us to amend the Constitution so we can control the federal government. Also, you can become part of the Veterans in Defense of Liberty. It's an organization that are taking veterans and joining in. You can become a leader in a state. You can teach other veterans to get out there and speak liberty and speak against this Marxism, against this communism, and actually do something instead of sitting on the couch. What I would like for you to do, if you can, please share this podcast far and wide so that the people can get the word out and understand that as patriots, we can no longer sit on the couch. And also check out my website called thepatriotcause.com, patriotcause.com. You can see links there that goes to the Convention of States and Defense of Liberty. And if you have any comments or questions or concerns, send me a note in there in the contact, and I will definitely catch up with you. So with that said, you need to stand up, show up, speak up. This is The Gunny, out.